Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. G'day guys, this is another podcast that I featured on earlier this week that I'm sharing to my platform. If you have your own podcast or you have a family or a friend that has their own podcast that might be sports related and they want me to come on and have a chat and upload to my platform, talk rugby league, social media, whatever the hell it might be, send me a message at at rugby league guru on Instagram. We can sort out a time. I've already got, I think, about two or three booked in for next week, but the week after that grand final week, if anyone wants to come on and have a chat or whatever, more than willing to have you on. Got plenty of time over the next two weeks weeks especially so if you would like to feature your podcast on my platform or whatever it might be send me a message and we can sort something out G'day guys, welcome back to the podcast. As I mentioned earlier this morning, if you haven't listened to that pod yet, I highly advise you do me talking about the NRL referees and the whole culture around it at the moment. It's all a little bit disappointing, but hopefully we can shine some light on some changes that need to go ahead. I've got part two of my podcast uh, feature yesterday from Into the Deep, which is via the Mercenary Entertainment platform, sorry. Uh, You can find them on Instagram at Mercenary Entertainment. Had a really good chat with this fellow champion guy and we obviously spoke about the referees to start early but then we dove into here talking about the upcoming finals game and how I think this season is going to play out. So really enjoyed this chat. I'll hand it over now guys. Well I would say top four but we've kind of moved on now to uh, we've kind of moved on to the semi-finals now but um What's on the, the, I guess the teams playing playing it out at the moment. Um, obviously, um, a lot. You know, Penrith went into last week heavy favourites, and uh, kudos to Rabbitohs, man. They fuck what a game. And I even saw I got a uh, diehard Rabbitohs mate of mine, sixty years old. You know, he even stopped watching footy uh, when the Rabbitohs weren't even in the league. That's how much he loves the Rabbits. Uh, yep. So, um, you know, all this talk with Latrell not playing and that's going to be detrimental. But uh, I think people forgot the quality forward pack that they have and the quality halves they have. But I expected nothing less, man. I really did. Oh, I just thought everything leading to that game was just—it was just feeding into Wayne Bennett and the type of guy he is, man. He and I and I said it to everyone, and I said it. I was like, um, you know, when it comes to finals, there are certain coaches, and there's there's one coach in Wayne Bennett. He just he knows how to get you up for a game when it's time, you know. But um, 
What's your thoughts on, I guess, uh, the remaining teams now? So what, what, where are we at? We got the Roosters versus Manly, and then we got the Battle of the West. Um, and then, you know, you got Rabbitohs and uh, Melbourne nicely sitting there waiting, um, you know, um, waiting for whoever wins these games to, to, to play them. Um, something tells me you're probably heavy favourite in Melbourne winning the grand final, but what, what's your thoughts What's your thoughts on, on, on the remaining games and, and kind of uh, who do you kind of see battling it out for the, for the big one, bro? First of all, I wish you would have tipped me off last week that South were going to win because I made a dick of myself there. Um, <laughs> oh, did yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, mate, yeah. I do have... Uh, I've got Melbourne winning this grand final. Uh, I have all year. But uh, as far as the games go this weekend, mate, I, I sort of like Manly. I think they'll have a bit of a bounce back from last week. And the Roosters, I mean... There's been about eight or nine times where I've thought, oh, that injury or that suspension has to be the nail in the coffin. But losing Sam Verrills is massive. I'm not sure how mm. Robbo's going to deal with it. I've heard a few people say Radley to nine, but I just feel like you're losing too much through the minute, through the centre third, moving Radley. And if you still had Takiaho and you can move him to 13, I could understand it, but I just think you lose too much moving Radley. So I'm expecting Lockie Lamb and Marshkey to um, share time there at hooker, but... Surely Manly's just got too much in the tank. I mean, after having their pants pulled down last week, they've—I'd I'd be shocked if Manly don't bounce back. But the Roosters—they just keep on surprising us. The, the other thing about this week—crazy, bro! Oh, what they've bro. had to go through. Hey, it's fucking man. ridiculous, man. Like, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I was thinking this afternoon. I was like, "Fuck, this year might be Trent Robinson's and Craig Bellamy's best year of coaching ever for." For Bellyache, you know, after Smith to do what he's done, but for Robbo to have this team still playing football now, all things considered, I mean, if you're a bottom eight team this year, what excuse do you have when you look over at the fence at the Roosters? No one's had it 100%. worse than the Chooks. There is just no excuses whatsoever. Like, and it, <laughs> mate, there must be there must be so many coaches that are just looking at Robbo going, "Are you for real?" Like. God, you're making it really hard for me to keep my job. It's it's it's, a, it's an it's an attitude thing, bro. Like yep. you know what I mean, and and, and, and that's what he's done so well. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I know this because, like I tell people, like even with me uh, being such a diehard Raiders fan, like the one thing I noticed when they started playing with the top four teams and started competing, it was an it was I mean yes, it was recruitment, but it was an attitude thing. And I realized how important that is, man, like in a, in a football club, you know, just having that right attitude, knowing, knowing, you know, you're putting your Jersey on and, and, and that, and it just shows you that whatever he's built in that club, man, whoever puts that Jersey on, they just know what's expected, man. And, and, and that's such a beautiful thing to see because, you know, people look at the skills, people look at all those things, but they don't realize that, None of that shit matters if you don't have the right attitude. Um, and I think Roosters have really shown that this year, man. That uh, And it's almost scary, right? Like next year, if, if they go the opposite way, injury-free or, um, you know, it's almost scary what they can do, man. You know, um, it really is because uh, it's really good for these players that are there for, to fill in for depth and, and, and fill in as, you know, for injuries that have been able to pretty much get probably more game time than they ever thought they were going to get at the start of the year, you know? So, um you know, you you know, it's just it's just crazy to think. But um, do you do you see do you see an upset coming out of the winners out of this weekend's game when they go against the the rabbits or the Melbourne, or do you see rabbits and Melbourne getting over whoever faces them? Because I do think, especially now, which I'll get to. I know you got to go go soonish um, to the speed of the game, but I do think with everything with the rule changes, I think with everything that's going on, and I always say this. Uh, 
it, this time of the year, it's something beautiful about having that week off, you know, and even look at Melbourne, regardless of how good they are, when we knocked them off in 2019 and sent them in the two straight games into the finals, um, made it quite difficult for them. And I think uh, when you do, when you do get to, to have that week off and refreshing up, it really does matter at this point of the season, especially one game away from grand final. But um, do you see, do you see an upset? Do you see whoever plays the South or the Melbourne uh, getting over him, getting over him at this this point? Oh, I don't, to be honest with you, mate. And uh, yeah. I, I reckon the I reckon Manly's got the best hope up against South Sydney. To me, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. To me, Penrith look, and I, I I'm going to tip Penrith to beat Parramatta, but I think it'll be a lot closer than what people think. I just think that, and it's it's the same as you know, it's the same as any sport in the world. If you give the very best coaches an extra week to sit and watch tape, I mean, it just makes the world of difference. Um, and giving Wayne Bennett an, an extra week for him and his staff to watch Manly and especially for them to sit back and watch how Melbourne played them last week. And the, the other thing about Manly is that Melbourne showed a bit of a blueprint uh, how to beat them the other night. They showed how to kick Turbo out of the contest, but they also showed, which I think every team knows it, but I, I, I just don't think teams have been able to execute it as well as what the Melbourne Storm did the other night. They showed that the, the way to get through Manly is through that right edge, and you sort of want to target DCE. If you can force DCE um, to make decisions, especially on his inside shoulder, he really struggles. And, of course, if you think about that matchup, you got DCE's right edge against South Sydney's left edge. So it really suits the Rabbitohs. That's where all of their attacking footy comes from. Um, so it's going to be a massive test for Manly to knock over South Sydney with a whole week to prepare for them. And... Man, geez, I, I couldn't think of anyone worse to play than Craig Bellamy leak up his sleeve. It's And, you know, I, as I said, I think this Penrith-Parramatta game is going to be a lot closer than what people expect. They're really yeah. rivals. They're, they're going to go hammer and tong at each other. Pen- I, that's what I was going to say. They're yeah. going to go hard on each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be. I like, mate, I, like, I, I didn't see South Sydney beating Penrith last week. So, for me, this competition, it just looks so clear-cut that it was going to be Penrith go through, they have a week off, they beat whoever the hell they play. Melbourne have a week off. Them and Melbourne go at it again, yeah. Mate, it has... The Rabbitohs have flipped this competition on its head for me. I'm I'm confident that Melbourne can still beat whoever they play, but I think it just got a little bit harder for them realistically. Um, And I mean... If, if they play Penrith, that's going to be an unreal game, but that's sort of like a mini grand final within itself. If they play Parramatta, I mean, Parramatta's beaten them twice this year. Like, they're, mm, they're, there's a bit mm. of a mental game going on there for the Melbourne mm. Storm. Well. I was actually thinking that, bro. Yeah. I was actually thinking that. I was like, you know, like you said, a lot of it, you know, outside the skills, man, there's little elements like confidence. Like, you know, you've been there before. You know, you've beaten them before. So, all of a sudden, uh, you, you play differently, right? Yep. So, um, I was actually thinking that. I was like, even if Parra goes through, people are going to probably think, oh, they're going to get hammered. But they forget that they, they've, they've had the better of Melbourne this season. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, I, I would still tip Melbourne to win that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. But it, it definitely plays a role, you know. Like, if mm. they've had the wood on you twice this year, especially a few weeks ago, I mean, Melbourne, they were they were pretty much close to full strength against Parramatta. Oh, I think the beauty of Parramatta, and, you know, it's it's obviously easy in hindsight, but the Panthers, they didn't rest anyone in the last round. The Parramatta Eels did. And, and I mm. thought in, in the second half of that game the, the other day against Newcastle, Parramatta, they just looked so upbeat still, whereas the Penrith Panthers, mm. Mm. they looked very flat against South Sydney. They looked very un-Panthers. And, I agree, man. Yeah. I was actually saying that that as the game went on, Souths just seemed to just get better and better, like in terms of just the energy energy aspect of it. I felt like they were just there. They were just there ready to play for 80 minutes, man. And as the game went on, 
Uh, it just seemed like all it took for the Rabbitohs to win this really was just to ice it, just another try or two and it would have iced it, you know. Uh, but obviously, it's the close scoreline kept it interesting all the way through because, um, you know, anything can happen in any moment. But, um, yeah, it makes an interesting point, man. And and all, and if Penrith gets through, which I'm tipping them to get through to play Melbourne, um, whoever the Rabbitohs play, uh, you know, uh, I think that Penrith-Melbourne game will be quite physical, man, you know? Um, so it'll be interesting, you know, um, who kind of, I wouldn't say going limping to the grand final, but yeah, like you said, man, just just by that whole Penrith situation with the Rabbitohs, it's kind of swapped them now, right? So it's like all of a sudden now, you, you can have Penrith and Melbourne who will go at each other because there is going to be, I mean, permitted they they beat Parramatta, but that history from last year and you know what I mean? And Penrith's going to want to knock them off uh, getting into the grand final as revenge and you know, all those things. But, you know, to beat Melbourne, you know, it ain't going to be easy walk. You know yeah. what I mean? Which means it's going to it's gonna suck a lot of uh, petrol out of you. You know what I mean? So Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's, beatings, mate, so. it's even nowadays, like, yeah. mate, playing one more game, like as much as it takes a lot out of the tank, when the way that injuries and suspensions are happening this year, like it's a huge mm-hmm. punt. Like if Penrith, if Penrith win this game and then they go into the next week with the same 17, I'll be shocked because every team mm-hmm. is losing a player just about mm-hmm. every week. And I mean, if it's one of their key guys, like you're, you're in serious trouble there. So I, I think this has worked out better than South Sydney could have ever imagined for them. They've mm-hmm. learned, And they've earned it 100%. They've earned it. Um, but yeah, it's geez, it's worked out well for them. Wayne Bennett, I, I was talking on my podcast earlier, which is just insane. If he if he beats Manly or the Roosters next week, as into the grand final, that'll be five decades in a row that Wayne Bennett mm. has featured in the grand final, mm. which mm. is just five decades. That is unbelievable. It's ridiculous, bro. Yeah. Well, um, end it off, bro. Like uh, I wanted your thoughts. Um, I was saying the speed of the game and and. I wanted your thoughts on not just the speed of the game and how the rules have changed, but do you see style of footy changing, which will trickle down to the to the type of players we see playing traditionally in rugby league? Um, and do you see do you see that being do you see that impacting? You know, we love the big boppers, we love the big hits. Do you, do you see the style of game and the and the speed of the game and how, where the game's kind of moving? We kind of can get a bit of an idea, right, based on. On, on some of the rule changes this year. Um, do you see the type of players and, um, you know, changing it? Do you think that the rules are going to be refined going into next season? Oh, I think they'll stick with the rules they've got at the moment, mate. Uh, but I, I do think, like, game playing rugby league is always changing. I, I, I said a couple of years ago when everyone was you know, saying Jason Tamler is the best lock forward we've ever seen. I was, <laughs> mate, yeah. I, I, I copped it. <laughs> Left, right, and center. I said the entire time, he's not a lock. He's a front rower that wears jersey 13. And I've been saying for a long time that I think Victor Radley's the best 13 in the comp. And, mate, I was getting bullied for two or three years. It was unbelievable. And now that all the good coaches have made that transition to a ball-playing 13, the game's completely changed. Tao Malolo, mate, he can run for 300 metres eight weeks in the row, and the Cowboys don't win a game of football. Like it's just, it's always been just the most irrelevant. Like, he's a fantastic footballer, don't get me wrong, but the biggest transition last year is, is Jersey 13. And, you know, I, I remember saying two or three years ago, Tyrone Peachy should be a lock. And once again, copped it left, right, and center. But people are calling for it every weekend now because we've made that transition. The position has changed. You need a guy with X Factor. You need a guy with leg speed. It's not 
a third front rower playing there anymore. Um, I, I think the next transition you're probably going to start to see, and you already have started to see it a little bit, is um, your centre's obviously changing a little bit. For me, I think Matty Burton's really starting to turn the game mm. on its head. The way mm. that Penrith, they played so heavily through Jerome Luai, oh, obviously through Cleary, but the way that Jerome Luai was playing last year as a 5'8", and you know he has 25 tries or whatever, and everyone loses their mind, this year he has less because... Matt Burton's just taken on like a second fiddle five eight role. It's sort of like the old Jamie Lyon, how he used to play for the Manly Seagulls yeah, out yeah, there yeah. as a second five eight, and I think that's one thing you'll start to see change. And we're seeing it more and more. You're seeing a lot of halves moving out into the centres. Uh, we've seen Connor Tracy over the last few years. He's shifted out there. He's done a really good job, and I, I do think you'll start to see more and more of that. But game's always going to be transitioning, mate, and it's always going to come down to. The best coaches can see themselves and getting an advantage. And get adapted the best, yeah, yeah. 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 And, I mean, yeah, you mentioned yeah. Jerome Hughes earlier. I mean, there's only mm. one team in this competition that Jerome Hughes could do what he's done. If you, in any other system, if you would have said at training to the coach, hey, I reckon we should move our fullback to halfback, mate, you would have got laughed at. No one would even consider doing that. Like, name me name me another fullback that moved to halfback and, and won a premiership. Like there's mm. there's none, mate. Like Craig Bellamy, he can just see things that others can't. Trent Robinson's exactly the same. You look at what Rob, Robbo's done this year. His greatest credit he had all these injuries and everything, but he had a way that he wanted to play in the preseason. It got turned in on its head. He all of a sudden had an 18 year old halfback who was good at playing off the top of his head, and he he just handed him the keys and just said to everyone else work around him. And it's and now he's too bung up to play 80 minutes. So now they've got different halves in there as well. They've got Lockie Lamb and Drew Hutchinson. And, and still, still finding a way to win, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. They've played like yeah. three or four different styles of rugby league in the last 15 weeks. It is, And they're yeah. still competing with these top teams. It is – it's crazy, man. It's, it's unbelievable what they're doing. But, yeah, the game's always going to continue to transition. It's going to transition in ways that I can't see that I can't predict coming. That'll come from the smartest guys in the room, your Craig Bellamy's, your Robinson's, these sort of fellas. But, uh, yeah, plenty more transition to come, mate, and your your footballers will start to adapt. I think you'll see a big swing in your front rowers. You already have, but I think you'll start mm. to see, you know, the old Christian Welsh sort of style. It's becoming more and more mm-hmm. rare, whereas 20 years ago, there was 30 Christian Welsh running around in the competition, you know. Um, the, the, there's always going to be a place for that sort of footballer, but I think you're heading more in the direction of your Payne Haas, your Nelson, your Fisher-Harris, you know, these explosive Tavita Pangai Jr., the, these sort of guys. And, yeah, as you said, mate. I still, the, I st- yeah. yeah, I still think you need the big uh, – you still need those big fours, I think, still to punch through the line, but it might mean that, you know, in terms of minutes, it might even mean in terms of just even the weight that they carry on them, right? Sometimes they carry extra – I want to say extra weight, but more weight because – of, of the fact that you can punch through the line, but it might mean that they lean up a little bit more. It doesn't mean that they completely lean up like where you, you know, but it might mean less minutes or whatever it is. But uh, I still think uh, that, you know, you know, having a big forward running at you is fucking scary, regardless of whatever the speed of the game oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. They can, bend, then... they can still bend the line, but you're right. Yeah. I get what you're saying. And uh, that's why I asked you the question because the, the way the game's moving now, um, it just seems like, uh, you know, it's it's quite fast, you know what I mean? You want to quick play the balls. You want to be able to kind of uh, have a bit of footwork as well in your, you know, with your front row as a stuff as well. So, um, Well, mate, like um, exactly what you're saying there, yeah. you know, like. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, yes, you, there'll be a place for your, for your Christian Welsh and these sort of fellas who mm. don't have the high end attacking upside, but they make their 10 metres and they bend the line. Mm. You imagine when it comes down to grassroots and, you know, I'm watching Harold Matthews and SG Ball every weekend. When these guys are now picking their, their front rower, are they going to go with the guy that makes the 10 metres or are they going to go with the guy that makes the 10 metres, has the sidestep, has mm. the offload? Can, like, mm. you, you, mm. oh, I think you're slowly going to start to see, unfortunately, that style of front rower start to die out slowly because the reality is, mate, you look at all these rules, every single change that has happened in rugby league over the last 18 months, it comes down to one thing, entertainment. And you look at sport mm. all across the world. You look at the NFL, like you're seeing records broken every single week for throwing yards because all the rules are suited to attacking style because that's what you need. You need highlights. They get hits on Twitter. They get hits on Instagram. And rugby league's exactly mm. the same. We've changed all mm. of our real rules to suit the attacking team because we're in the entertainment business. We're not in the rugby league business as much as we like pretend we are. 100%. It's the entertainment mm. business. Nah. But, bro, I won't take too much of your time, man. Uh, really, um, I really do appreciate it, man. It was, it was great insight. And I honestly do think uh, um, the chat about the refs and stuff was refreshing to, to get your view on it, the way that you kind of articulated it. It was really good, man. Because, uh, um, and I hope, you know, I hope when, when I do put it out there that a lot of the referees get to see what you said because um, I, I think it was really good, man. And, um, and I love your work, bro. And uh, I, know that, I know that there's so much more. Uh, in the horizon for, for, for rugby league guru and the whole product and the brand and, um, and, and keep doing your thing, man. I, I love, I love reading your posts. I love reading your breakdowns. Uh, and, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, we get to do this a little bit more you know, as the season goes on next year, maybe, uh, you know, find, find little, uh, find little moments throughout the season where we can sit back and, and look at how the season's gone. Uh, or maybe even the end of season as a final start, we can get together and have a chat and, 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 and review the season and, and review the, 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 the finals to come. But, um, man, I really appreciate what you do, bro. And, uh, and I wish you all the best. And, and I really do appreciate you giving me your time, man. It means a lot. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate your kind words, mate. It means the world. And yeah, you you send me a message whenever next season, bro, and we can uh we, we can chop it up whenever, yeah. Appreciate your time, no, mate. No, Thank I pre- you. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you very much, huh? Have a good one.